It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarta. I'm a franchise consultant, and uh, I match people with opportunities based on skills, personality, and goals. I like to call it the e-harmony of business, actually. And I uh, work with folks around the country. Been doing it now, oh boy, 14 years. I actually found my first franchise through uh, the company I work with, Franchise. And we help companies around the country, franchises grow. Uh, And that's kind of the key to the conversation I'm going to have today with a fantastic company called Franchise Fastlane. So offline, we were joking around. I was going to say that uh, I'm broadcasting live from the the stock exchange, the, the New York Stock Exchange. And, uh, you know, stocks are doing pretty well. I mean, every once in a while you get a bump when the president, you know, does something silly on Twitter, but stocks are going really well. However, if if you can kind of time it, take some money out of your 401k and sink it into a business that's recession resistant, something that makes a lot more money than the stock market, you might be in good shape to do that. So, Today, I have somebody who could really talk about how to grow a business because he's grown actually several businesses. So Ryan Zink is the CEO of a company called Franchise Fastlane out of Omaha, Nebraska. And he's been in franchising since 2003 in all different capacities. He actually managed 15 general nutrition stores, GNCs. And under his management, he helped create the top five revenue producing GNCs in the country, which is amazing. Then he became a supplier to GNC and president of NDS Nutritional Products, which is a supplement company and all over Canada and even Europe. 2005, he, com- he co-founded Complete Nutrition, which is an awesome business. And that's a network of highly qualified nutritional supplement stores uh, whose mission is to create safe and effective weight management, sports nutrition, fitness, general health, health programs. You know, coincidentally, uh, my physical therapist, I I blew out my shoulder. My physical therapist literally told me this morning before this podcast to go to Complete Nutrition to to get some supplements, which is, I thought that was such a coincidence. So anyway, Ryan has sold the majority uh, of that Complete Nutrition to a private equity investment group. And uh, then he founded Franchise Fastlane, which is a a really a, a franchise organization that helps uh, multiple brands grow from from scratch and on up. Matter of fact, my nephew Tracy uh, just recently bought a franchise Fastlane brand called Spanga Fitness. Uh, you could go back and listen to Spanga podcast um, on the FranchiseAcademy.com. So Ryan speaks at conferences, participates uh, in the University of Nebraska's Entrepreneurial Business Board, Brookside Church's Elder Board and franchise advisory boards born and raised in omaha nebraska way way far away from brooklyn new york where i grew up but uh, i've known ryan for many years he has a a little tribe of boys four young boys baseball fanatics and um and mandy is his wife since 2008 so congratulations on all that and welcome ryan hey great man i don't know if i can sit there and listen that long uh, about myself but uh sounds good when you say it so thanks a lot (laughs) 
Well, no, I mean, you've accomplished so much in franchising and just help people really create their dreams and really, you know, you know, like I always say to folks, when you're looking at changing your life, the choice is not so much to change as it is a choice. And, and that choice is between uncertainty or unhappiness. And then in the background, you see a cover of my, my first book, <laughs> The Magic of Choosing Uncertainty. And, and it's just a crossroads between unhappiness and uncertainty. Most people choose unhappiness and, and they stick with the crappy job and the crappy boss and the crappy commute and everything that goes with it for the hopes of a paycheck every week. And then they get laid off. And that's when they come calling us. Right. But you could make a stand for yourself and, and buy a business. So tell me a little bit about Franchise Fastlane and what, what made you really start this process? Yeah. So, I mean, in the simplest form, we help franchisors find franchisees, right? Uh, being a franchisor myself, I remember the challenge that was involved with supporting franchisees and all the effort that went into it. And then, especially for an emerging franchisor, when they try to take um, the energy in that it takes to support that franchise system on top of educating people on their business opportunity, converting them into franchisees, it's sometimes a pretty daunting task. So, I'm a believer when you're a franchisor, you need to a core to your product, whatever it is, dry cleaning, fitness, ice cream, et cetera, and outsource to experts the rest. So uh, franchisors will outsource their franchise development to us. We become an extension of them and, and we try to help them grow. Sort of like a ex expert hired gun. Yes. Right? It's, yeah, you bet. Yeah. And, and, and it works phenomenally well. I mean, you guys are pretty young and you've made hundreds and hundreds of, I don't know if you broke a thousand placements in, in the sure. two years or whatever it's been, right? We have. Yeah, we have. Thanks for asking. So it was a big milestone for us. You broke a thousand. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sure wow. Mazel tov. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Thanks. That is so cool. And also you're working with Carrie. I don't want to leave her out. Right. Carrie Gilly is, uh, is that co-founder? What, what's that relationship? Yeah, you bet. So Carrie was the head of our franchise development back at Complete Nutrition. So we saw exponential growth. I mean, in a two-year period, we awarded over 200 locations, you know, and then spent the next several years getting them open, getting them supported. And she became a franchisee. And then after Complete Nutrition was sold, uh, she was considering doing what you are doing, you know, becoming a, a franchise consultant. And uh, she called me and asked for some advice. And so I said, you know, I got this idea that I'm considering franchise fast lane because at the time I only knew two things. I knew nutrition and I knew franchise development and I couldn't do anything in nutrition anymore because we had just sold complete nutrition at a non-compete. So said, uh, come on board and, and, and be the president and co-founder of uh, franchise fast lane. So that's how it started. And that was only like three years ago. Is, is that right? Yeah, it, you know, it started in um, January 2017, Fastlane did, and our one and only client at the time was Complete Nutrition. So we didn't really bring on our first third-party brand, which was Monster Tree Service and also Frenchie's Nails, until this month, 2017. So we are at our two-year anniversary right now of representing uh, third-party brands. Well, that's cool. And how many brands do you have under your belt right now? 14, yeah, 14 brands. And, you know, it's interesting when I think about it because externally people say, wow, 14. To me, it feels almost like a small number because of how many we've spoken to. We have spoken to so many brands and I think we'll probably get into it later as to what we look for, but just finding the right ones, the ones that are ready for growth and can support it and be good for franchisees is, is the challenge for us up front. So I have a challenge for you. Will you, can you tick off the 14 brands? 
off the top oh, of your head. Oh, yeah. Of course I can. All right. Let's start with beauty. Frenchie's Nails, fitness, Spanga, uh, D1 training, exercise coach, Body Bar Pilates. You're the first to hear it. Body Bar Pilates. We are just now launching it. So we're really excited oh. about that one. Service brands, Monster Tree Service, Redbox Plus, Color World Painting, Garage Force, Senior Care is Comfort Care, Care Patrol, oh, and Massage Heights in the beauty space. So I hope I didn't leave anybody out because if I did, they're going to be upset at me. Yeah. And you got some great brand development people. I mean, you know, Jesse and, and oh my God, I'm going to kind of Bobby over at D1 and Jennifer. I mean, it just goes on and on. The team there is just phenomenal. And you know what, Tom? I left one out. I got to get it in before I forget. I left flannel jacks out. Uh, flannel lumber, jacks. lumber sports entertainment, man. I can't leave that one out. I love I was, it. And I was just telling somebody about it. I guess it was yesterday or the day before, but uh, you know, such a unique brand, you know, axes and you, you know, it's becoming a thing now. I know there's one in downtown Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, you're throwing axes and it's a social gathering. Uh, it sounds dangerous, but it's not as very well controlled. But the thing about it is I presented it myself to a client as a B2B because it is what you're going after here is uh, teamworking at, for, the, for companies. And it's, it's a brilliant thing. Of course, on Friday nights, you get a, friends that come in and, and they throw axes and they do what they call lumberjack sports. Yeah, lumber sports. Um, right? So they're cutting tree limbs and stuff. It's just so cool. And it's it is even cooler to do it in, in the city, in my opinion, in, in any of the cities, as opposed to a rural area where you might be doing that on a, on a regular basis because you have yeah. problems. Well, we don't have much. You bet. And 20 seconds on, on that one, because I do think people are trying to understand it, right? What do you mean you throw axes? And we like to call it lumber sports because of all those other activities. But you're, you're exactly right. I mean, this is a business that is B2B. They spend significant time recruiting in organizations to go and build cultures together and have fun together. Plus you have your leagues and your Friday night business. So it's, it's a really exciting business model that we think is going to grow quite a bit. So let's get back to that other question about who you are looking for in a perfect uh, franchise company that's starting up and, and, and they need a hand uh, getting a leg up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a very important process to us. One of the things that's important to Fastlane, one of our largest assets is the trust and relationships we have with people like you, right? Referral networks that we can work along with. And so we have to do a, a tremendous amount of due diligence on brands that we speak with. I mean, last year we counted it up. We spoke to over a hundred brands and 10 of them became a Fastlane brand. And, you know, and, and sometimes uh, we're not right for the brand and, and many times the brand's not right for us. So it's finding that right synergy. So we are looking first and foremost for a brand that has good validation. We want to talk to the existing franchisees and say, and, and my most important, or two, two questions really, my most important one is if you could rewind the clock and do, make this decision again, would you? Right. Simple questions, you know, now that you know what you know. And two, are you making money? You know, those are the two most important. And then, of course, we go through a laundry list of questions. But validation first. Uh, We want founders that have experience, that have working capital, quite honestly, that we feel like we're going to enjoy working with. I I mean, there's no reason to come to work every day and represent a brand that we just want to get along with. So we like founders that we really click and have a common goal to move this franchise towards. Right now, we are looking for brands that we feel can support a minimum of 25 new units a year. And the reason for that is the amount of assets and, and time and resources we put towards it. Uh, you know, so a lot of times we talk to brands that say, hey, next year I hope to award five to seven units and I just want to grow regionally. And I think that's fantastic. Those 
nice, responsible growth, depending on the stage of life of that franchise. But that just might not be the franchise that's ready for what we do yet. So we're really trying to find the ones that are ready for growth, have a great founder, have the working capital and the experience to support it, have good validation. And then we want something unique. I mean, Flannel Jacks is a great example, right? We want to come in and get attention with a business model that's also going to get attention for the consumer in the marketplace. Anyway, we go through a whole process, but that's some of the some of the first things that come to mind. And and that's great. And and I love that you do that validation. And I tell my candidates all the time to ask those same two questions, because that's all you really need to know at the end of the day. Yes. Because because uh, if you can answer those two questions positively, then uh, you know you got a good franchise on your hands. And, and I and I think that it's important to understand that anyone could franchise a business. So when you're out there on the internet saying, oh, I want to find a franchise, I want to figure this out, I want to buy, you know, I want to fire my boss, so, you know, whatever you're going to do. There's, there's no law that says, you, you know, you could or you can't franchise your concept. You have to get together and, and get the FDD, the franchise disclosure document together and some other legal documents. And then you, if you could find somebody to sell your franchise to, you're a franchise. Yep, you got it. The Federal Trade Commission is not interested in whether you're supporting those people or, or anything. They just want to make sure you're not a Ponzi scheme or you're not laundering money for uh, some terrorist organization. I mean, literally, that's what they care about. <laughs> yeah. You, you, I mean, I think in 2016 and 2017, there were nearly 300 new franchise brands introduced, right? There's almost 4,000 of them in the U.S. And so the services that you provide to help people educate themselves on what the right ones are and the services we provide for a franchisor to really help them understand who the right candidate's going to be is very important in making sure we're marrying the right people to to allow a franchise to have success. So I have an inside tip for you uh, and possibly a referral, but I think it's a good point in this whole thing. So I randomly yesterday, I get contacted by a company here on Long Island where I live uh, and they do for the past 13 years, they have three locations that does uh, trapeze, <laughs> teaching trapeze, uh, doing classes, doing team building, you know, all of that stuff. It's, you know, as we say in New York, it's freaking brilliant. <laughs> it's really, really good. And, and so they're, and I'm saying to them, listen, you, you don't have to franchise, you you know, but if you did franchise, you need to know that it's going to take some money and it's going to take time. And, you know, you're going to charge, you know, a $50,000 franchise fee and you're going to make, not make any money on that, you know? So I'm trying to explain to them. And, and so they are aggressively looking to, to figure out franchising. Yes. So um, I, I need to, kind of hook you guys up because they do have three locations and, and they've been operating for a while. It's somewhat seasonal in the colder climates, unless you get into an indoor building, they do it in what's interesting is they do it in parks and on beaches. <laughs> um, but so it's not indoor. Uh, so I said, let's, let's figure out together what it would look like, you know, in a 40 foot ceiling warehouse. Yeah, right. But it's inexpensive. It's like way under a hundred thousand for, the initial and the working capital to get this thing up and running the way it is now mm-hmm. without the building. So, hey, man, that, that might be something there. Yeah, you know, we, we, we love referrals. And, and when a franchisor, and I'm not saying this one isn't, but when a franchisor isn't ready for growth, we can give them some uh, advice and some counseling on the areas that they should be focusing on because we look at so many franchise concepts. Right. And that's, and that's what I was trying to do for them yesterday. I was trying to give them a reality check, you know, right. just really important. So I love that question. I have I have more questions written down here. So how does Franchise Fastlane different uh, from 
other competitors that do franchise development? Yeah, glad you asked. I mean, you know, first and, and hopefully what's most important is our experience as a franchisor. Right. And so when, when our franchise brands are going through growth or they need to understand what areas do I hire for first, what's the best company I should call for third party marketing, customer acquisition, we've done it. Right. And so that, that's where it all begins. Uh, but if you take just that experience aside and you look at the fundamentals of the business, one is we dedicate a director to every brand. I, I can't tell you how many franchise sales organizations will represent multiple brands with an individual. And it, in my opinion, that is doing a disservice to the franchisor, right? If I'm a franchisor and I'm going to outsource my new development to a third party, and I'm going to trust you to be an extension of our brand, do I really want that person that's focusing on mine also representing two or three other brands, right? If my leads fall off or if a candidate needs extra attention, does that person have the capacity or the desire to really put that attention into my leads because they're working for multiples? And, and when my leads fall off, is that director losing sleep at night thinking, how am I going to get those leads back up and get growth to where it needs to be? So, so that's the first part. Mm. Go ahead. looks like you have a question. No, no, I was, I was just going to say that that is unique and very helpful to somebody like me. So I have a contact to say, Hey, we got a problem with this candidate. You know, they're finding something is amiss and it's probably a misnomer, but, but let's get on it. Right. So, it's good to have that contact. That's all I was going to say. Oh, good. You bet. Second, especially for an emerging franchisor, is what are they most concerned about in the beginning? Capital. Not most, but very concerned about capital, right? So we try to create a scenario where we de-risk it for them. Meaning, you know, imagine that they have to go hire a vice president of development, maybe one or two administrative people to help that person out. All the things that come along with hiring a small but experienced team. It's expensive. Then on top of that, the traditional way of marketing in the past has been go out and run magazine ads, do trade shows, maybe even do social media. I mean, lead generation costs can become through the roof. And if you go spend money out on any of those avenues and you get and you don't get a lead that converts to a franchise, that money's gone forever, right? It's not coming back. What we like to do is first, they can outsource it to us so they don't need to hire that internal team, saving them money. Second is we like to join referral networks like like yours. We like to enter those and educate franchise consultants around the country about our opportunities. Therefore, I have a relationship with you. The brand has a membership with FranChoice. So if for whatever reason, they don't get a qualified lead in August, we still have that membership active and we still have the opportunity to educate people in there on the business model. So they might get a lead in September, October, November. The money is not gone or lost forever. So as an emerging franchisor, I feel that's the least risky way to go out there and grow and have a good understanding of where the dollars are going and what kind of leads you're going to get back for it. Yeah. And thank you for that. Uh, Cause there's many people who feel like money is wasted on, on, you know, referral networks, broken networks, consultant network, whatever you want to call them. But, but I, I think if I was a franchisor, there's really no other way to do it. And, and you got some really great ones out there. You know, I mean, I work with Franchise, but I think FranNet is just a great group of people. I mean, there's so many out there that you know, they do a great job and uh, in educating. So what we're trying to do, kind of like a real estate agent, we want to get you up to speed. So when you go looking at the properties, you know what you're looking for. You and, got it. And it's not just, you know, shooting uh, spaghetti against the wall or anything. So. Yeah. And if you do the backwards math, I mean, if you look at what dollars and uh, employee hours need to go into converting a new franchisee compared to, you know, fees that maybe are membership or, or otherwise with uh, referral networks, it's actually very similar. It's just a way to de-risk it. Um, two, two more quick things on Fastlane uh, yeah, on, on how we differentiate ourselves. One is, I mean, the same way that uh, the United States was able to thrive is uh, specialty, right? I mean, 
a hundred years ago, you had to grow your food, you had to harvest it, you had to cook it. And, and, and then that's what you ate. Today, you get to walk into a grocery store. So people have specialty that allows us to get healthcare or food or transportation or whatever it is. Right. Fastlane does the same thing. We don't ask our directors to qualify a candidate, do a background check, send out FDD receipts, schedule the calls, follow up, do validation, everything, you know, go to, go to uh, discover, send out discovery day invites, everything that goes into it. We have an individual and, and various departments that handle every stage of the process. So if you're a candidate, you may be speaking with one or two individuals at Fastlane, but what's going on behind the scenes, all the administrative work is being done by departments, allowing each one of us to focus on what we're great at. And then lastly, just the last thing I'd say is um, right now, Fastlane doesn't require any long-term piece of the pie. So we get paid for what we do. We bring you a franchisee. Yeah, we get paid on it. Um, we don't get anything from them as far as royalties or equity of the business or otherwise. And, and I, being a franchisor myself, that was off the table. So I just feel that's the way to set a franchisor up for the best uh, possible success in the future. We get paid for what we do. And after several years, if we've been able to have success with them and grow them around the country, we shake hands and say good luck. And all of their revenue is theirs. Okay, that's different. Yeah. And, you know, again, if you're if you're a, uh, an emerging franchise company, there's um, you do some shopping and you figure out what's the best fit for you. And that's 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 really and I appreciate, you know, your your candor, your honesty. Also, I want to note that Franchise Fastlane put together for the benefit of consultants, something we called uh, franchise. I can never say it. Oh. Right. <laughs> you, want, you want me to try? Franchise uh, freaking frack. <laughs> yeah. Freaking frag with Franchise Fastlane at frickingfastlane.com. It's funny trying to get people to say it. You're right. So, I mean, uh, for I, the people listening probably don't know why we called it that. But, you know, freaking frack is a term that we use for back and forth communication. And uh, we wanted to create freaking fast lanes, meaning it's a place, a hub that people can go to and understand what's going on with the people that they're working with. And, and, and I hope it really grows into the main communication hub for people to use. Yeah. And, and, I, and I find it useful. I, I, and I'm not going to get into all of it now because it doesn't matter to our listeners, but um, I, I do find it useful and I, and I appreciate it. I just said all that so I could say thank you for doing that because it was, you know, unpaid. You know, you guys had to put in all the money and the time to, to create that. And it wasn't easy. I know it. Right. Um, yeah. It took us about nine months. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I totally appreciate that. So what's your favorite Franchisor story, you know, from a franchisor working with Franchise Fastlane. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's it's my friend Josh Golnick. I know you know Josh. Yeah, so Josh and I met a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, right away got to hit it off, got to talking about franchising. He and I are alike. I mean, if we can talk about anything, it's going to be business first, right? So <laughs> we hit it off, and um, when I first met Josh, I think Monster Tree was around twenty territories around the country, and he was super passionate and understood the business. And uh, he took a chance on us, quite honestly. You know, he was looking for somebody to help him grow. He had tried a couple avenues prior to us. And I, I don't think they had, again, it was an internal team, right? He had hired some internal teams and I don't think they had all that much success. And so I shared with him my story and what we were trying to do. He took a chance on us. And today, I think Monster Tree is, I mean, it's been right at two years. And I think Monster Tree is 160, 170 territories. Halfway through that process, uh, about a year ago, he bought a second brand, Redbox Plus, mm. a fantastic patented product that contractors use uh, in, in all these markets. It's, it's, it's a competitive advantage for them. He bought it, I think, at five territories. We've been representing them now for, I don't know, 10 or 11 months, and I believe it's like 130 territories. So I share that because a friend of mine now, but he didn't know me very well back then, we hit it off. 
He believed in us. We believed in him. It's two years later, and he is very well known. He's up on stage all the time winning awards, and he's just had a huge amount of success. And so I'm so happy for him, and I'm so happy that uh, it was one of the first brands for Fastlane, so we could really uh, set our stake in the ground with him as well. Absolutely. Love it. And, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I did the first placement for Franchise with Redbox. Plus. That's right. Yeah, you were fast on that one. And, and I would have been too. I mean, it's going quick. Yeah, I, I love that brand. I mean, it's a little bit on the expensive side because there's yes. equipment involved, but it's a patented product that people need or contractors need. So it's a B2B. You're not really dealing with consumers for the most part. I guess there are some consumers that will uh, rent these trash containers is what they are. So I just, you know, I'm all about unsexy businesses that people need and not want <laughs> Yep, all day long. I'm just, I just, it's funny, but the, the longer I get into franchising, the more I'm like, I am not uh, interested in the next hot, you know, burger mm-hmm. franchise for that matter. So, you know, agree. red box plus likes to say trash is cash. Trash yeah. is cash, man. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, you'll, I use Jeff Elgin's line. It, it makes, it's not sexy unless you spell sexy M O N E Y. So, what do you think is the biggest mistake that uh, most franchisors make when they are starting their their development? Um, you know, really, it's, it, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. It's when a franchisor tries to be great at everything. They don't stay core to their product. The reason your business model is attractive to candidates is because you understand what a problem or an opportunity is in a market and you know how to fill it. So go focus on that. Back in my complete nutrition days, we were a product and customer relationship company, right? So that's what we focused on. So outsource web development, outsource franchise development, outsource distribution, if that's part of your company, whatever it is, it's not core to your business, go find somebody that's an expert and outsource it because they're going to give you price efficiencies anyway. And then the second is, I think, uh, and this is just because I look at this area of their business more than any, is new franchisees are the lifeblood of their future business to growth. Is it the right candidate? Is it the right market size? Is it the right time? Are they properly funded, et cetera. Yet so many franchise opportunities run a lackluster franchise development process. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's not just quick. I'm I'm a numbers guy. So some quick numbers. The average franchise development process is 210 days long, right? So there's a lot of effort that goes into it. 1.1% of people that inquire about a franchise brand actually convert and become a franchisee. The most staggering one is 60% of franchise inquiries that go directly to a brand go unanswered, right? And so you need these people to grow your business. Yes, 60% of them don't get called back or emailed back because an internal team knows, well, I can call this person back, educate them for a four to eight week process and have a 1% chance that they're going to become a franchisee. Or I can spend all that time on my existing franchisees and who I have a 10-year relationship with and go and support and, and create long lasting relationships there. So outsource what you're not good at. And in the franchise development process, make sure that you have every step defined. Because if you give a lackluster process up front, that's the impression that candidate's going to have of your franchise coming in. Well, no question about it. I got so much to say about this. I've had very, very distinguished people look at franchising, you know, with me uh, as my client. And they always say when they work with a company that works with a development company, for the most part, they have such a better experience. Um, and somebody pointed out Franchise Fastline specifically through the process. I won't mention the guy's name now, but we'll talk about it later. Had a yeah. great experience, super experience. And it's funny when people come back to me, they're, we're supposed to talk about 
you know, what they're learning about the franchise. And, and when it's a good process, they come back talking about how great the people are and open and friendly and all that. Uh, or the other side of it, which is, uh, you know, they were short and curt, and it's because they have that probably 1% thing in their mind. Like, should I waste money, uh, waste my time with this guy? Yeah. And as a franchisor, uh, I see the frustrations, the, the frustrating side of that, because a franchisor, they will put money into driving leads. They'll, they'll sign up for memberships and referral networks, whatever it is, they have somebody hired yet. They're going to put their opportunity up against an opportunity that's represented by a development company, right? It's going to, it's going to happen often. And so, I mean, I'm not shy to say it. Thank you for saying it. We run a great process. I mean, we spend a tremendous amount of time making sure that's done the right way and people are educated and they're happy. So if you are running a lackluster process next to a development company that's running a great process, that one's just naturally going to get more attention. And quite honestly, I mean, that franchisor has nobody to blame but themselves if they're not, if they're spending the money and they're not getting the proper returns because either the franchise wasn't ready or the process isn't being managed the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's mostly the uh, management is not right in running that process. And another stat is that, uh, and I get this from Joe Matthews, who you know is... Um, kind of a thought leader in franchising somewhere around, uh, I don't know what the number is exactly. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but 80% of franchises never make it past five franchisees. Right. Yeah. It's it's something like that. I can't remember the number either, but I, I love that report that Joe put out because it shows the difficulty of growth and, and getting to royalty self-sufficiency and, and how hard that is to get there. It's why we do so much due diligence up front. Right. So, so interesting. Do you know offhand what is the cost of acquisition of a franchisee today? So, and again, I'm going to get this a little wrong, so I'm, I'm tentative to, to, to say it's concrete, but I've heard it varies depending on if it's an emerging brand with good validation, emerging brand with bad, bad validation, a, um, I forget the term Joe uses, but a, a mid-range franchise based on their validation and then uh, a national brand, somewhere between fifteen dollars and $25,000 in organic spend, not taking into what you're spending on discovery day or people or commissions or anything else, just in your pure marketing spend, fifteen dollars to $25,000 to get that franchisee into your pipelines. That's, that's, that's what I thought. So I'm going to put it at 20000 the average. So. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So when you're going into starting a franchise, it's not just, oh, I need, you know, X dollars, we'll call it 50 to 100,000 for lawyers and doing all that work to get it to be uh, officially recognized as a franchise by the Federal Trade Commission. But then after that, you need a lot of money for sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. and, and I always share with people when they call me and they're like, I want to franchise my business, you know. I'm like, okay, whatever your business is, once you franchise, you got to realize you're not in that business anymore. You're in a franchise sales and support business. And whatever it is that you do every day is, you know, you just happen to be in that business. <laughs> you bet. And if there's any people out there thinking about converting their brand to a franchise, I would tell you not only have the right capital to go do all those things, but have a friend or a family member that's ready to sign up first. I think franchises, especially if you don't have experience, go put that person you trust in a market an hour away from you. So they're going to be brutally honest with what they need. You can go see them quickly. You understand what it's like to support a franchise and it's somebody that already likes you. And so they're going to be easier on you maybe or, 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 or more transparent with you. And go learn and mess up and do all those things with people that you know and love before you're going out and offering it to, to third parties that are investing their life savings into it. Absolutely. Great advice. So on that note, if are you open to taking, you know, a random email or a phone call from somebody that might be listening to the podcast right now that wants to franchise? 
Yeah, sure. I can't promise them an hour, but I'd be happy to give them some time and just give them my story and, and some advice on the way to begin. You bet. This is a good time to uh, give, give us your contact information. You bet. So email is rzink, Z-I-N-K, at franchisefastlane.com. Yep. And uh, phone number is 531-333-FAST, 3278, 531-333-3278. Love that. And that'll be on the website, thefranchiseacademy.com. For all the listeners, you could uh, take advantage of that or, or go to franchisefastlane.com and, and there's a lot yeah. of data on there you could soak up first uh, before you even talk to Ryan or any of his compatriots there. Right, and follow us on social media. They'll see a lot of what our franchisers are doing if they go to our LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. Absolutely, and and, and it also reminds me, since you said, said that, so, you know, one of your success stories is Monster Tree. Just as, so Monster Tree is a company that comes in, you know, cuts down trees. You don't have to be an arborist and you don't have to be a tree hugger, but it's a needed service, right? So this is something that's unsexy, but makes money all day long. They don't rely on storms, but it's regular trimmings and, and things that have to happen. So this past weekend, this is, this is why I'm saying this, this past weekend, I have a house, I have a cabin up in uh, the Catskill Mountains of New York State. And um, there's, a, there's a dead tree that, you know, if it goes... There's a 50% chance it goes on the house, right? Yes. So, so I Googled, uh, you know, tree service, blah, blah, blah. There's one, you know, probably could ride my bicycle to the place, called the guy. Um, nine days later, 10, 11 days later, I haven't heard of things. Jeez. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, you know, these people get busy and that's the, the power of a franchise. If, if you're going to sign up with a franchise, you want not only the brand and the marketing and, you know, Monster Tree, for instance, puts all their franchisees on the first page of Google. So they would have been one that you called. Many of these people have call centers or other things that ensure when a customer is calling for an estimate, there is a process to get back to them. And if somebody's out in the field, it's not going to prevent them from getting that customer service that they deserve. Right. And so people complain like, oh, I have to pay a royalty. But that's why you're paying a royalty. It's for that kind of service. And that's why franchises become national names and the local mom and pop or the guy who says, oh, I don't need a franchise. I can do it myself. They never, you know, they never really, not never, but they usually don't make it past uh, a plateau in their own little business. And they kind of bought themselves a job. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so what's one myth that you would like to bust about franchising or, or franchise development uh, right here, right now? Hmm. A myth. You know, I, gosh, I think a lot of times when people talk about myths in franchising, they talk about it to the candidate side. You know, not everything is McDonald's and Subway and that. And, 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 I, and I agree with that as well. But I also think that there is a myth in franchising that the franchise or has to, uh, when they go out and do recruiting, they say to me, we want A players. And, and I'm going to say this a little bit wrong, but follow me. We want A players. And what I think they're really saying is we need A players. And there's a difference in wanting A players and needing A, a players if you're a franchisor. And what I mean by that is how strong is your system? And if you need A players to succeed, my argument would be you are not yet ready to be a franchise. We all want A players, but your systems need to be strong enough that if an A, a B, maybe even a C calls and says, I have the time to put in, I have the capital to put in, I may not be the strongest person at XYZ ever, but that's why I'm relying on your franchise. That franchise better be real confident their systems are in place to be able to support that. I mean, let, let's just use those two examples I just said. 
I'm sure that not every person in a, in a McDonald's franchise is the top, the cream of the crop, right? Some of them are going to be A, Bs, and Cs, but that brand, that process, that, that model allows them to be successful. So if you're a franchisor, you may want A players, but if you need them, I would tell you that maybe you should slow down and not franchise that business just yet. Yeah, whoa, love that. <laughs> Something that I've never heard before, so I appreciate that. Because you're right, most people talk talk to the franchisee about myths. So that is just absolutely wonderful. Any, um, I don't know if you're a reader, any books that you would suggest? Oh, I got a bunch. I, I love books. I'm reading Good to Great right now. I try to do that one once a year. Yeah, really, really one of my favorites just because he's got, yeah, so many good principles in that. Um, E-Myth is a fantastic franchise book. Michael yeah. Dover. The one that made me become a franchise uh, or, or a uh, entrepreneur in the first place was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, I think I've heard you say that before. Yep. I love it. But here's the one I'm going to recommend all, over all of them. And the one that I probably apply to my own life more. It's called Three Steps to a Strong Family by Richard and Linda Eyre. And the reason I love that one is because if my wife wasn't supportive, if we didn't have a good relationship, if my kids weren't healthy and in a good place, I would never be able to focus on what's going on here at Fastlane and my other opportunities. And so uh, Three Steps to a Strong Family, I highly encourage it. It talks about the three, you know, the, the family economy, family law and family tradition. We follow it and it really helps create a solid foundation. That is beautiful. I love that. That's uh, something I will be getting on Amazon today. Who's the author on that again? I just I just wrote uh, down the title. L- Linda and Richard Eyre. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, you bet. I'm sure you could just Google that. Go to Amazon, find that book. Uh, Any any parting words of uh, advice to people out there in the franchise world or thinking about getting into the franchise world? Oh, thinking about getting into the franchise world. You you know, I I actually want to talk to maybe another segment just real quick. So I hear often that people are laid off or fired or sick of their job, and that's the reason that they get into franchising. I want to encourage those that are listening that have a great job, that it doesn't need to mean, you don't have to have this huge life-changing event that kicks your butt into franchising. Uh, I actually read a report not too long ago. I think it was by Regis actually, that said many people, the motivation of franchising is, you know, purpose and additional income as a second source of revenue. And so I actually chuckle a little bit. I think when they, they did their, their survey, it actually found that more people were interested in that than the exiting a job and, and going into franchising. So uh, obviously I could give a lot of advice about how to prepare yourself for a franchise, but I want to talk to that person because my passion is turning people into business uh, owners. That person who has a fantastic corporate job, who's thinking, is this the right time? Call you, Tom, or, or do their research, whatever that looks like, and identify the opportunities that can be done along with you keeping that 40-hour-a-week uh, job and change your life that way. Do it in small steps. Crawl, walk, run. It's a Jim Collins uh, philosophy, right? Move slowly into it before you have to uh, jump in with two feet. Great advice, uh, and great, and thank you for bringing that up. You know, you don't need a million dollars. You could get into something pretty inexpensively. You could use your 401k money, as I said at the top of this broadcast. Uh, you could use your 401k money tax-free and penalty-free. That there's there's a way to do that, and we've uh, financed most franchises through that method. As long as you're separated from the 401k where you built that company, uh, separated from the company where you built that 401k, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's ways. Uh, there's a lot of ways, and it, and it's inexpensive. It's you know, sometimes less than a down payment on a house and you could have cash flow, you know, and, and build something, build equity. That's the thing. 
to build equity and have a payout because having a job is like having like renting an apartment, but owning a business is like owning a house. And that's, you got it. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, I want to thank you for your time. This has been a phenomenal chat here. So yeah, good. Thanks for the invite. I enjoyed uh, it too. Uh, this is great. I absolutely love it. Franchise Fast Lane kicks butt. Say hello to everybody over there in Omaha for me. And uh, we'll see you soon at a franchise or a franchise conference. You got it, Tom. Go fast. All right. Go fast. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.